With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back, and when I say boys, once again, it is just I, Scott Wildcat, coming to you solo. Uh, Grant may or may not have, you know, some pretty big life events going on. Uh, So, you know, I'm just going to go at it alone. I poked around, tried to see if we could make any guests happen, but... It just wasn't going to work out, so you guys are stuck just with me again, back-to-back shows to start the year of 2021. Um, Don't want to get into anything besides uh, sports, but man, I tell you what, anyone who thought that we were just going to turn the calendar pages to 2021, getting away from that shit show that was 2020 and that everything would be better Sadly, it wasn't. It was not a very fun week. Um, Not for K-State sports, at least results-wise, and definitely not just for the greater good of the country and mankind. Um, We usually, you know, end this episode, we say, meet me at the Cathead, we love you, all that type of stuff. Um, I think... (laughs) I, th- I think we'd be a lot better off just as a population if we loved one each other a little bit more and uh, not bought into stupid conspiracy theories or anything like that. Um, but, you know, that's about that's about as far as I'm going to go when it comes to non-sports stuff. Before we get into specifically talking about this week in KSA Athletics, You know them, you love them. They have been our name sponsor now for just about a year, and that is Bet Online. Basketball season is off and running, and just because you can't go to the game doesn't mean you can't get in on the action. So get over to Bet Online, who is doing all the work you could want an online sports book to do so you can get the most out of. Every single game you're watching, even though you can't get in there. They have all the best props and in-game wagering options you could want, including every single line. And guys, they're seriously the earliest lines in the business. You know, For the playoff matchups, right when they were getting finalized, NFL playoffs, once they were getting finalized, they were up over there. Uh, so get over there today. And I tell you what, if you are quick enough, with that uh, K-State-Oklahoma State game, we'll get to that here in a little bit. You would have been able to get in before the line moved about four points after the news broke uh, that K-State was going to be so undermanned. So get over to Bet Online today. Use promo code ARMCHAIR for all their great welcome bonuses. 
All right, um, results-wise, wasn't good. K-State played two basketball games uh, this week, and they, they showed heart. They showed grit. They did the whole play-hard chart type stuff um, in both of the games, but it's nowhere near enough to get wins. I mean, you lose by 11 at Texas Tech, and you lose by 16 at home. Uh, versus Oklahoma State, and again, you show moments of greatness. There are small things you can point to in every single one of those games and say, hey, you can see it. You can see moments. You can see flashes where you say, hey, you know, we, we could get there. We could get there, but it's not enough. It's not enough to get wins, and we're not a moral victory podcast. We're not a moral victory fan base. Um, and even if you like some of these guys, and even if you like Bruce Weber, it, it gets trying on you to lose that. And and again, you're looking down the road. You, you get Iowa State on Wednesday, and then after that, you know, where, where are you getting any more wins? And it sucks because there's a very real chance you're going to have back-to-back years where you're losing, you know, 15 or more Big 12 games. And that's that sucks and that weighs so much on you. Um, and I said it last week. It's just, it's just not f- – the, the results aren't fun, but the difference between last year and this year is there are moments and some players that are fun. Let's get into the Texas Tech game. Just real quick, in that Texas Tech game, I mean, there were points in the first half where I think you were up by five, and then, of course, you end up on a dry streak to end the half, and they stretch out the lead. Um, and th- there were moments where you got you, you made it a game in that second half. It wasn't until late where they kind of stretched it out, but it was a game where if you look at field goal percentages, I mean, you outshot them. You outshot them. From the field, you outshot them from three. But the issue is, is as a team, you Casey doesn't get to the free throw line hardly at all. Uh, you you only got there nine times versus Texas Tech when they got there thirty six times, and that ends up being the difference in that game. Because if you play a little bit better defense, and if you get yourself to the free throw line a little bit more, and if you stop them from getting to the free throw line just a little bit, you win that game. You pull off that upset, and you are close. That game was something you could point to and say, hey, you you polish a couple things up, and you pull off an upset versus a top 20 Texas Tech team. You were close. You were close to being there. But close doesn't you know win games. Close doesn't get coaches paid. Close doesn't get players to where they want to be. So... Yes, you can you can get excited about uh, you know out shooting them and, and putting up the most points in regulation a Texas Tech team has allowed. So the offense was starting to come around in that game, and that's good and that's dandy. But you still gave up eighty two points. You still let them get to the free throw thirty six times. They scored thirty points from the free throw line. Thirty points. That's unacceptable. You can't be fouling that much. You have to, as a team, get smarter about playing defense. You have to get smarter about moving your feet and knowing when to reach. And just just 
that comes down to basketball intelligence and effort on defense. And that's frustrating that, that you're just not there yet. I love Davian Bradford so much, but he, the dude is a walking foul machine. It's just in both games, he, he picks up a early foul and then he proceeds to get the next three, four fouls in the game. Just unnecessarily he's sticking his arm out on screens he's slapping at the ball when he already gave up a rebound it's just young guy stuff and again you're having to depend on a 18 year old center in the big 12 uh, for so much of your offense and being able to get your offense to work and getting your team to work uh, that that's putting the guy in a difficult situation. I he 100% is the best. He's already the best true center that we have seen uh, at K State since Thomas Gibson or DJ Johnson's senior year. There has never been a freshman in my lifetime, and probably in a very very long time, a freshman true center that has been this good the future is very bright for Davion Bradford I think he can be an all big 12 guy but man he needs to learn how to play defense and man he needs to learn when he should or shouldn't foul um that's going to come with maturity that's going to come with intelligence it is going to come but man like he only he only played 19 minutes versus Texas Tech and and that just isn't enough for this team to get over the hump and win games that you're not supposed to. He is one of the most important players on the team, so you're probably not going to pull it off. But in that game versus Texas Tech, he's still even playing that much, gets 10 points. He was 4-4 from the field, and he hit both his free throws. He got five rebounds. He got two blocks. The guy is very good. That's what he did in 19 minutes. Again, that game also was a massive one for Selton Miguel. 6-12 from the floor, 30 minutes himself. But again, he fouled out himself. That entire game versus Texas Tech, Dejuan Gordon also had four fouls. Rudy Williams also had three. Everyone who played had at least two fouls. Everyone was fouling like crazy in that game. Um but Selton and Nigel both had 17 points. And then you combine that with Davion. You had your three freshmen versus Texas Tech, one of the best defensive teams in the country, combine for over 40 points. That is very – for 44 points, you have your three freshmen. And that's awesome. That is something that you can get excited for. Um Dejuan Gordon, he only had seven points. He was three of eight from the field, played 32 minutes. Mike McGurl, 39 minutes, three of 12 from the field, 10 points. Um, Mike McGurl, he is, I mean, the guy when it's all said and done, when this season's done, he's probably going to average over 35 minutes a game. The guy truly is giving it all. This isn't an effort thing. This isn't uh, a Mike character thing. Mike McGurl has given a lot of stuff to K-State basketball. Um, and you know what? In, in that Elite Eight season, he had that big game versus Creighton, he, and he burnt a red shirt year um, when he he only played a handful of minutes, and he made some shots. He was a great role player on that Big 12 championship team as well. But Mike McGurl is trying to be the leader, and he's the guy who is taking the you know shot at the end of uh, shot clocks, at the end of the half, and he... 
he's not nearly good enough to be doing that. He's not efficient shooting, and he's honestly he's not shooting for a good average. Mike McGurl in Big Twelve play is shooting horribly, and that is capping the possible growth and ceiling that this team has uh, because Mike McGurl is the one who's having to shoot. I mean, he's shooting under forty percent. From the field, he, yes, he is shooting, er, getting 12 points a game. But the guy is shooting more than anyone on the team, and it's not even close. And he, the, the production just isn't there. And that's part of the reason why you lost to Texas Tech. You know, you were in it. You had moments where you were in it. But when Mike McGurl is shooting 3 of 12 from the field, coupled with only getting to the free throw line nine times, coupled with them going 36 times. The fact that it was that close really was a miracle and a testament to how good Nigel Pack, Selt Miguel, and Davion Bradford played. Um, so they had grit, they had heart, but again, that that isn't enough. That doesn't that alone doesn't win games. You have to play smart and you have to you know maximize the talent you did have. Uh, speaking of maximizing the talent you had. Come to Saturday, you don't have any of that talent. You find out right before the game that you don't have Nigel Pack or Siri Lewis uh, due to uh, to COVID. Uh, Monte Murphy, not available. Antonio Gordon, not av- available. Casey Eziagu, not available. Luke Kasupki, not available. All of a sudden, you are now playing a game versus a fringe top 25 team in Oklahoma State with only six scholarship players, this was never going to be a win. And you you got up by five in the first half, and, you know, cool. Like, you, you had moments, and you, you battled in the second half, but you end up losing by 16, uh, and it should have been worse. Oklahoma State, uh, you know, and, and credit to K-State, and especially Selton Miguel on the defensive end, Oklahoma State – you hold Cade Cunningham, who is leading the Big 12 with close to 20 points per game. You hold him to just five, and that's good. I appreciate the defensive effort that Salt Miguel and Dejuan Gordon had in that game. You, you hold a guy like that to only five, uh, th- that's a good job. But, but, but it seemed like everyone else on their team got whatever they wanted. I mean, you gave up... 14 points to Boone and 15 points to Walker off of the bench. Likeable went 6 of 9 from the field, got 15 points. And Anderson, who isn't really a scoring threat for them, got 11 on 50% shooting. You you do that type of stuff, it doesn't matter what you hold Cade Cunningham to. uh, You're not going to win that game. You're just not. And uh, it sucks. And, And you had guys, I'm pretty sure Mike McGurl played all 40 minutes. Basically, all the guards played upwards over 30 minutes in that game and they they gave it their all and they didn't quit they you could see the frustration on their eyes but they didn't stop playing which is commendable but but again that isn't enough and again you can make all the excuses you want for this game uh again you only had six scholarship players between covid between injuries and all that type of stuff a lot of bad luck going into this game but that you don't get to chalk up bad luck on the record books. Again, we're facing down the barrel of back-to-back some of the worst seasons in K-State basketball history, uh, and it sucks. And it sucks. Uh, you in in this game, you didn't even have 
the bright spot of having Nigel Pack out there. That said, you had a big game from Dejuan Gordon. He got 14 points. He was 6 of 16 from the field. So, again, you know, about 40%. Not great, but he also got 11 rebounds. You could see him, you know, playing hard the entire way. Rudy Williams, he was a nice little surprise. 4 of 9 from the field. He also got 4 rebounds. But outside of that... Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't great. Mike McGraw, 5 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from from 3, 15 points. Again, he led the team in points, but again, you're shooting it 13 times and you're hitting 3 uh, or 5. I mean, yes, that's better than what he did in the last game, but, oh, man, I you'd like him to – him and Dejuan. I mean, Dejuan wasn't much better, 6 of 16 – you're shooting that much, and it's just it's just not falling. You know, you gave up 56% from the field versus Oklahoma State, 42.9 from three, and you're shooting 36 and 25. And it also was another game where you can't get to the free – they get to the free throw line 14 times. You get there 12. Yeah, or Yes, a little better, but you didn't go at all in the first half. So just a lot of frustration and you feel for the kid because they're giving her all, but when you only have six players, it just it just sucks. I and and I don't want to come down too hard on Pack and Lewis uh, when it comes to the COVID stuff. I don't know if it was contact tracing. I don't know if it was a positive test. I can't imagine college kids having to live in their own bubble and stay away from COVID. Um, it sucks, but they they hung their team out to dry. The fa- and and that goes to Antonio Gordon as well, who got COVID over the Christmas break, because they got it. They hung their team out to dry today, and they didn't give them a chance to win from the jump. There was no chance K State was going to win this game, or even really compete when it was late when you only have six scholarship guys. Um, just another frustrating game and. Also, because of the COVID stuff, is Nigel Pack and Siri Lewis going to be available for that game versus Iowa State on Wednesday? That's the last truly winnable game on the schedule. And if you don't find a way to win that one, I you, you look at the schedule and you ask where the win's going to come. Um, so it's a, it's a scary, uh, you know, back end of the season for K-State. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what the future might hold. Uh, but first, again, I said I talked about them at the top of the show. I'll talk about them again right here. BetOnline is our exclusive online wagering partner. Get over to betonline.ag today. Use promo code armchair for all those welcome bonuses. You get a full slate of NFL football again this upcoming weekend. The divisional round, you're getting two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. NFL playoff football is some of the most fun stuff to wager on. So get over to Bet Online today. Promo code Armchair for that. Also, we've been talking about them for probably about eight months at this point, and that is Manscaped.com. If you haven't gotten over to Manscaped.com yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, they have products for every single man out there. I just used their body wash in my shower today, and again, I'm going rogue. I, I'm probably I'm not gonna send I'm not gonna clip this and send it to Manscaped because I'm not saying exactly what they want me to say in the ad. But I use their body wash, and it literally is some of the best smelling stuff, and it invigorates you. It takes the shower experience to the next level, and they have all these great balms and spritzes 
for your balls. Guys, you want them to smell good. You don't want your balls to smell horrible. So why don't you use their ball deodorant just like you use deodorant on other parts of your body. Get over there today. Also, you you know, we've been talking about all the time, the Lawnmower 3.0 skin safe technology so you can manscape your entire body from your sh- from your neck all the way down to your toes if you want to. Basically, if you have hair on your body besides your face, use the Lawnmower 3.0. You're not going to nick, snag, or cut any of your body. And then, of course, the men's boxer briefs, the greatest boxer briefs in the world. If you use promo code ARMCHAIR, you get 20% off and free shipping. Send me your receipt. I will send you some Bosco Boys koozies in the mail. All right. So we're facing down the second straight year of having historically bad K-State basketball. What does this mean? Again, we're probably some sort of topic of this is probably going to come up every show from here on out into the spring. What's it going to mean with Bruce Weber? I've been pretty confident that nothing was going to happen to Bruce this year, but you're starting to hear whispers from folks who might know uh, that that are saying, hey, it, it might not be that set. I think that at least based on some of the stuff I'm hearing from folks who would know that conversations and whispers are at least starting to be had. And that's, that's not fun. Anytime where you're in a situation where a coach, there's conversations about coaches getting fired. That's not a fun situation. It wasn't fun when we went through it with Bill. It wasn't fun when we went through it with Bruce uh, back at the end of the John Curry tenure. It's, it's not fun because that means the results aren't coming. And in this situation, that means a guy who I personally like as a human, Bruce Weber, um, you're hearing that type of stuff. Um, right now, I'm at least being led to believe it's nothing more than whispers. I'm sure we'll come on this show when we start thinking there's actual smoke at this point, it's just whispers. But, but it sucks. It's not good. And then you have to get into all the questions of, okay, you know, are, are some of these great pieces, because right now there are some great pieces, are they going to stick around if Bruce goes? It, it, it isn't fun stuff, but, uh, you know, anytime we start hearing stuff, we're going to come on here and we are going to share it with you guys because, you know, that's part of being a college sports podcast. It's not always fun, especially when you like the guy, but um, it's something real. It's something that we're going to have to officially, I'm officially going to be keeping my eye on it here to the ground on. Um, I don't think that the game versus Oklahoma State specifically has any impact on it. I mean, you had six guys available due to injury and COVID. So uh, I, I don't think that that'll make any, any of the whispers louder or softer, but um, you know, it, it definitely doesn't help. Definitely doesn't help. So it's something that officially is now on my radar. Um, and I'm sure it's something we're going to be talking about the entire season, rest of the way. Um, the other piece of news that, we heard was Monty Murphy is having season ending knee surgery. Um, And that has to start to cast a shadow on what you can hope for or expect from his entire career. And that's disappointing because when Monty was healthy last year, he was one of the best players on the team. And uh, you know, especially when you don't have a true four who fits into, you know, what you think of as game changers, um, that's disappointing. Salton Miguel's been playing there, but he's a wing. You know, in an ideal world, I, I don't know if you have him playing the four and playing small ball. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. 
But Monte Murphy, he was one of my favorites. And uh, now you start to wonder, okay, can he bounce back from it? You know, if you want to try to have some confidence, you can look back to DJ Johnson, who had uh, surgeries, two surgeries uh, early on in his career. And he was still able to be a productive upperclassman when his time came. But it's disappointing. Uh, And uh, the lack of consistency with Dejuan Gordon, that really makes that recruiting class that we were very excited about last year, um, you start to wonder, okay, is that going to become another wasted class? Because uh, Antonio Gordon, outside of some fleeting moments, it's not like he's really done much to make you think he's going to be able to be a game changer. So all of a sudden, you start looking and wondering, okay, how do you build a team? How do you construct a roster that can compete when that might be a whole nother recruiting class that is gone? I mean, Bruce Weber did throw together a very highly talented class, and you're seeing them start with uh, Bradford, with Selton, with Pack when they're healthy, you know, and, and you get excited. And we still haven't even seen Luke Kasupke. Uh, and Rudy Williams is a nice you know, guy off the bench, but you know, are, are, are you looking to having to put another one of those classes together again before you can compete? And here's the thing. I I'm bullish on Logan Landers. He had a great offer list, but is he going to be a guy who can come in next year and make an instant impact? Um, there's rumors that there will be another commitment coming down the pike, get over to case online. Our friends over at case online, they already have the name, I'm not going to share it because it's not official yet. It's behind a paywall, so I'm not going to do that. But, you know, subscribe over at K-State Online to figure out who the guy is. I think it'll be announced this week, so you won't have to wait long, but you should get over to K-State Online. But it's not a Rivals 150 guy. It's not a four-star guy. So you start wondering, okay, are these complementary pieces enough to take us to the next level? Um, It might. We still haven't seen what Luke Kasupke can do, uh, and he's going to be a player, whether or not – um, he's going to be able to come in and give you 20 points a game, no, or 20 minutes a game, no. Uh, he's going to have to build up to that. But uh, I don't think this, you know, the class of 2021 for basketball recruiting is going to be, uh, it, it's going to be similar to some of Bruce's worst recruiting classes versus, you know, the class of 2020, which we all are starting to love so much. So you do start to wonder and you do start to worry okay, can, can we turn it around? I still think, and it's because of how ahead of schedule almost every single uh, or all three of the current freshmen who are starting are, I still think K-State basketball can contend for the NCAA tournament next year. I do think they will make massive steps uh, in this upcoming offseason. But, you know, the, the haters are going to have more than enough ammunition between uh, Antonio Gordon never figuring it out, Monte Murphy now seeming to have another injury, uh, between Dejuan not turning into that 20-point-a-night score that we hoped he would be, and then not bringing in stars in the 2021 class. So uh, just hold tight, and we'll see what happens there. Um We'll finish up talking a little bit of K-State football. Um, During the week, Keandre Thomas and Blake Lynch have decided they will not be coming back 
Um, so I think the three main names that you're still waiting to hear back from are Drew Wiley, which he's not coming back. He may not announce anything. He might just be going on with his uh, life. Um, I th- I, from what I heard, he has a great job lined up. Um, but I, I don't think you're. I don't think Drew Wiley's coming back. I do think that Noah Johnson is coming back. I'm hearing Noah Johnson's going to be coming back, and Cody Fletcher. Uh, Cody Fletcher is not a done deal, but you really would like to see it happen. Uh, so you know, stay tuned. Hopefully, Cody Fletcher does. Um, also, it, it should be happening uh, any day. Again, I. I, I, I believe it is a done deal. I believe he is enrolled. I'm not going to uh, say the name. It's behind the paywall over at K-State Online, but I believe they are getting another highly coveted former four-star transfer in the defensive backroom. So you you got Yeast, who I believe is going to start at safety next to Jaron McPherson. You're going to have Justin Gardner at a corner. I think you're going to see Echo Boydo uh, slide down to nickel and then you're going to have this and, and I think he's one of the best multi-year uh, defensive backs he has multiple years of eligibility left he's a former four-star guy who's going to come into corner so I think between those guys and getting an impact defensive tackle and a depth piece at linebacker I think you're in a position where uh, you got three more uh, transfers K-State football wants to bring in. I think they're still looking for a linebacker that is going to be able to slot in next to Fletcher, Daniel Green, as a possible starter. I think you're still looking for maybe one more defensive back uh, to help give you some depth. And I think you're still looking for a playmaker on offense, whether it be running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think you can be picky. I think you can hold off and try to find the best available skill position player on offense, and that is going to wrap up the transfer portal for K-State. And again, if you start looking across the country at numbers, all of a sudden K-State's 11. Yes, it's near the high end, but it isn't so extreme as what I think some fans were thinking in season. Um, you just saw the transfers come in uh, a lot earlier for K-State. So it doesn't look as extreme as it did when it was happening. And and I think that's good. And I, I think K-State is getting a net gain when it comes to uh, the transfers, especially when you look at the two defensive backs uh, that you're going to be bringing in Um I, 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 I think that they have done well in the transfer portal. If you can get an offensive playmaker and a, a linebacker who can play right away, I'm going to be very pleased with how this staff has handled uh, the transfer portal. So that's about uh, all I have. Oh, um, you know, Casey also, just just to keep an eye on, they, they finally did offer their 2021 quarterback that they're going to be going after. Taven Jackson is a four-star uh, quarterback out of Indianapolis who they offered 
Um, so keep an eye on that. So they're finally starting to get into the game for a 2022 quarterback. Quarterback's a position that you want to take at least one a year. So them getting throwing their hat in the ring for that is exciting. Uh, recruiting is exciting. I think that uh, you know, along with that basketball recruit that you'll see commit this week, I think there's a chance you might see a couple football recruits coming soon uh, and, and still staying home. I think they'll either be in the Kansas City Metro or Kansas kid. Again, there's so much talent in the Kansas uh, prep class and in the Kansas City Metro that you're going to see it, it's going to be a smaller class altogether. I think it's going to be less than you know 18 kids. I think the big bulk of them are going to come from the Kansas City um Metro and the state of Kansas. So keep an eye on that and get over to K-State Online because they're going to give you all the news over there. Derek Young and Grant Flanders and Drew Galloway grind harder than anyone in the business. So get over there, check them out. And that's all I have uh, today. Um, I, I, I would love to be talking about basketball wins. I would love to be talking about uh, you know impact players coming into the program. I would love to be talking about a lot of that stuff. Um, but you know you can't always get what you want. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some stuff turns around. Hopefully we get some surprises in K State basketball. But uh, no matter what happens, we're going to be coming to you at least once a week. Um, hope you know if that Iowa State game is going well, I might give you guys a quick take, hot take, just so we can enjoy in the moment a K State basketball victory. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Hopefully it happens. Um, but, you know, I'll be sitting on pins and needles all day Wednesday there. So that's all we got. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, you know, 2021 has been off to an interesting start, not only in the K-State world, but in the world war or world world. Hopefully no world wars. Um, so just be nice on each other. Don't be dicks. Don't be idiots. Don't get banned off Twitter. Uh, that, that goes for my co-host as well, who still is yet to make an appearance in 2021. But he has good reason. Uh, uh, Grant is back on Twitter at uh, Renegade Bad Boy if you want to follow Grant. Um, so um, he's back, and we'll see how long he lasts. So we love you guys. Meet Grant at the Cat Head, and uh, you know what? Just just enjoy enjoy the moments uh, because the results just aren't there. Sports Social Podcast Network.